Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is a podcast from The Bugle. In a time when corruption is king, where contagion is legion and the lords of men spend their time saying pointless shit for giggles, when the polar ice caps release their long-held curses as they melt and an ancient Japanese devil rock has cracked open, potentially releasing the demon within, if you believe in that sort of thing, devil rocks, not climate change, only one podcast dares to invite you to ignore all of that. That podcast is The Gargle. All of the news, satire, none of the politics. This is the Sonic Glossy Magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for a visual world. I'm your host, Alice Fraser, and your guest editors for this week's edition of the magazine are Tom Neenan and James Nokise. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. We're going to take hands and plunge into the seance that is the body of this week's magazine. But first, let's have a look at the front page. Today's front page is a glitzy Hollywood spread because awards ceremonies are being held in person again. Finally, you can enjoy all the glamour of strangers wearing clothes. Stories from the Hollywood glamour include an in-depth look at what the woman wore on the night and an in-depth interview with the psychological trauma the male actors inflicted on themselves and their colleagues so they could play a character from a children's book and a speech that keeps going. Just when you thought it was over, it is still happening. And our satirical cartoon this week is from the UK where energy prices are set to go up by 54%. It's a picture of a small girl making a prank phone call and she's asking, is your fridge running? And the man she's called is saying, yes, but he's tied to a chair and the fridge has run outside with all of his money in some kind of fridge man hostage situation. You can tell he's stolen all his money because the freezer compartment is full of banknotes and the cartoonist has added the helpful caption, the man's fridge is running, dot, 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 away with all his money because energy bills are expensive, end quote quote satire it's not dead but it might be too expensive to keep in our city flat so your parents are going to start introducing the concept of a farm upstate (laughs) and now our spectral news opening story a ghost 
A ghost is haunting a, a beauty spot, apparently. The ghost of a dead woman has, has haunted a place called Dead Woman's Ditch, loudly telling people to f*** off, which is what I would do too if I were a dead woman and people kept stomping in my ditch. Tom Neenan, you've been in a ditch. Can you unpack yeah. this story for us? <laughs> I certainly would. Dead Woman's Ditch. Possibly the worst place to invite anyone on a first date, I'd say. It's a red flag. <laughs> it's an instant red flag. Uh, so, yeah, so this is what I love is it's in the Quantox, which being British already already sounds like a swear word. And, yeah, people have been scared off because this, this sometimes it's whispered, sometimes it's shouted. I don't know if there's any particular sort of differentiation between, you know, if it's shouted, leave quicker. If it's whispered, maybe stick around for a bit longer. But, yeah, people have been scared away from this, uh, from this dead woman's ditch by a, a, a ghost who's been turning the air blue even though apparently she's called the woman in white is that right she's like the white woman or something i mean it definitely is a white woman let's, definitely let's... she's telling people to fuck off and probably also saying she's gonna call the manager so uh so yeah back to where you came from says this woman exactly yeah <laughs> so yeah so I'd, i i don't know whether you know, like all these things, it's not—it's not true, is it? But um, but it's nice to believe that there is a there is a white woman out there, a ghostly Karen, telling people to get the hell out of her ditch. And maybe I'll take a visit. Maybe I'll put, maybe I'll pay a visit. And uh, just because I like, you know, if if you have a thing about women talking dirty, then then you can get it uh, sort of from another realm over there. If that if yes. that's your, if that's your kink, I'm not going to kink shame. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is one of those stories where, uh, like many of the ghost stories, it's just a story about a woman who they haven't figured out where she's standing yet. Yeah, <laughs> it's classic. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll find out that there's just a shed somewhere and a woman with um, with you know a tannoy, and that that you know it'll all be a disappointing uh, revelation to this, but. But, you know, good for her. Get Good for her getting her opinions out there. Usually, you know, the amount of women who want to say something and then are spoken over by a man immediately. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a man in white there sort of, you know, ready to correct her and speak over at any point. Actually, yeah, this woman isn't telling people at the ditch to f*** off. She's just pent up rage from like 40 years in HR and she's just standing <laughs> in the ditch saying all the f***-offs that she wish she said. <laughs> Definitely. That's my heaven. My heaven is literally going somewhere. All the people you wish you could have told to f*** off, you just get to scream it into a, a, an existential void. James Nokise, uh, have you ever stood in a ditch and been told to f*** off? No, no. I mean, look, maybe this is just a racial divide between us uh, guys. But generally, when people of colour encounter a ghost that tells them to f*** off, they f*** off. <laughs> <laughs> We're not like, oh, maybe we'll investigate or go for a holiday or let's write a new story. We're just like, oh, thank you, ghost. Okay. That's, um, <laughs> nothing good. Nothing good's going to come from sticking around and investigating this. There's a whole genre of movies just based around ghosts telling people to f*** off and them not f***ing off. <laughs> Poor ghost. No wonder she's shouting. She's been trying for hundreds of years to warn it started off as a gentle ghost that's the pringer it's like hey excuse um, excuse me yes um if you if you could just and that was like in 1792 but by 2023 well i mean look i don't believe in ghosts because i believe that believing in them gives them more power but uh, i think that it's an important thing here to debunk this story we need we need a, a sort of a scooby-doo gang uh, <laughs> to unmask this this woman in white. Well, we're kind of dressed like one today, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, yes, that's a great joke for an audio podcast. <laughs> I'll go Zoics as well. I'm just encouraging to listeners out. to go and investigate. <laughs> Your ad section now, because you can't be what you can't buy. And today's show is brought to you by Tachyon Particles. 
Are you writing science fiction? Do you need a spiffy-sounding reason for your spaceship to do spaceship things? Tachyon particles are the narrative device that conceals the truth that your show about the space future was written by professional writers who've never been to space or the future. Make something come from absolutely nothing with tachyon particles from the people who brought you spatial anomaly, Heisenberg inhibitors, and reverse the polarity of the neutron flow. Help yourself to a snack from the replicators and maybe half a glass of water. They're all made from a fungus in the replicator banks that's fueled by tachyon particles. Tachyon particles allowing plots to boldly go where they italically went before. Come on. Come on. Come on. That was a format joke. As a big Doctor Who fan, I am both delighted and offended by uh, by, <laughs> by that. Reversing the neutron flow does everything. It does it absolutely does. everything. Yeah. Are you insufficiently tense? Try Netflix shows where the buzz of the phone sounds like it's your phone. Hours of fun, but ruined by frantically reaching for your black rectangle each and every time a fictional character has their one set to silent. And when your phone goes off at the same time as theirs, ooh, spooky. And what if you're watching the show on your phone? The worst. Try Netflix shows where the buzz of the phone sounds like it's your phone for a heart attack today. (laughs) And if you've ever thought of owning a pet, why not try scorpions? They're aggressive, they're disloyal, they're poisonous, and they'll definitely bite you if you're a frog in a fable. Scorpions, the dry lobster that kills. Scorpions, why have you done this to yourself? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Now it's time for your clubbing news. Not seal clubbing. This is the news that a nightclub is planning to sell off chunks of its sticky carpet. Uh, if you were eating anything, I apologise. <laughs> James Nokise, you've been stuck to a carpet before. Can you unpack this story? Many times. Uh, Alice, uh, sometimes of my own uh, volition. Um, so Halifax is, and I apologise to locals if I'm saying this wrong, uh, Acapulco. Sometimes I say English words too ethnically. (laughs) Acapulco. Uh, It's been a fixture of the Yorkshire town of Halifax since 1961, and they are selling off small bits of their carpet, which is a unique 70s uh, design, and unclean. Well, you can get clean sections in a glass frame, uh, which is very arty, for £50, um, or just get a section of the cloud for £5, and it all goes um, to a, a charity uh, called Street Angels, which I assume is a charity that specializes in helping people who've caught infectious diseases of carpets. <laughs> it's a bold move as someone who spent a lot of time on nightclub 
carpets. I have to say, I, I don't think I ever wanted it to follow me home, <laughs> especially the sticky sections. Well, you too can own a souvenir of a visit to a crap Yorkshire nightclub, well, a souvenir that isn't regret, <laughs> by buying this carpet. And I, again, inexplicably, they have not used the selling of the carpet to buy themselves a new carpet. They're just leaving no, the remnants of the old carpet there, I assume, or the stickiness that stuck the carpet to the floor so you can have all of the stickiness and none of the carpet. Tom Neenan... <laughs> Have you been to this nightclub? No, I um uh, I I studied at Durham, and uh, what people at Durham are frequently, you know, they're, they're very proud of saying is that Durham uh, held the record for having the second worst nightclub in the world. It did until the first worst nightclub burnt down. So, uh, so <laughs> in Durham is uh, sort of officially the, uh, the the worst. I mean, how do you met? What's the metric on that? I literally think they just take a black light to the walls and uh, see how much of it doesn't reflect back. <laughs> It's um, horrific. I'd say, like, here's, here's my controversial opinion. Don't have carpet in a nightclub. I think there's uh, four places there should be no carpet. Bathroom, kitchen, nightclub, hospital. That is the, those are the rules. Um, if you find yourself wanting to carpet there, just stop because you just want, with a, basically, with a, your perfect nightclub is somewhere that you can turn off all the lights and it looks fine. And then when the lights are on, you can hose it down and start again. Yeah, you mentioned this 70s design. Once again, not great for an, for an audio medium, but um, if you do Google it, if you do Google this, um, it literally looks like tapeworm. <laughs> this design literally looks like intertwining multicolored tapeworm. <laughs> it is absolutely vile. But yeah, you can have your own, I'm guessing, sort of venereal disease-filled piece of felt or whatever on your wall if you want to. In defense of this, look, it was inspired <laughs> because they had a birthday party there for a young boy whose parents had or no i don't think a young boy but a younger mm. boy whose parents had met in the club mm -hmm. and so they got a piece of the carpet as as a bit of a gift mm. which i don't think i want the carpet <laughs> of the place where my parents first hooked up i think there's a lot to unpack there yeah that patch of carpet could be your potential siblings yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh, no. i don't know why we've all assumed that everyone just jizzes on nightclub carpets <laughs> it's not a thing i've ever seen like plenty of disgusting shit happens in nightclubs but mm. it's, it's mainly not people jizzing up the walls i think we've made some horrible borderline bigoted assumptions about the people of yorkshire and i, I sincerely apologize definitely i will say that thing about places not where carpet shouldn't be. Mm. I went to a low decile school and I, I was in the debating team uh, yeah. with a couple of mates as, as a way to get out of school. And we ended up going to a high decile school and I went to use their bathroom before the debate and came, mm. came back and went, bro, there's carpet in the toilets. Cause I'd never seen carpet in a urinal before. Yeah. Where you know how they have the step, the step was carpeted and they mocked me for the rest of my time at right. school going, hey, remember when you got free? Like, I was the weird one. <laughs> I was weird to go into a urinal, mm. knowing what happens to the urinal and going, oh, this should, this is too much. Money. Yeah. <laughs> Men are famously good with their, their aim. So, um, exactly. yeah, it's very worrying. <laughs> they did say, uh, one thing I love is that they said that they started selling it. Uh, and then, um, you know, they said it just snowballed from there. Guys, that's not a snowball. That is, uh, <laughs> please, just launder this thing and then sell it. Well, that's all the time we have for our clubbing news, because now it's time for your reviews. As you know, each week we ask our guest editors to bring in something to review out of five stars. Uh, James Nokise, what have you brought in for us today? Now, I know it's going to sound political, but it's not. 
I've, I've just got back to my hometown of Wellington, and I just want to give a quick review to the occupation outside Parliament uh, that, that we had, uh, because it wasn't political, it was just a bunch of idiots with too much time. Um, so <laughs> I, I've, I've looked at it. They were um, trying to get rid, if, you, if no one knows the story, of um, their words, our communist leader, Jacinda Ardern. Uh, and they did this hand on heart, no word of a lie, Alice, by forming a commune uh, outside <laughs> Parliament, where they lived for a few weeks until the police and most of the city of Wellington was like, oh, f off. We tried a ghost. We did try a ghost. <laughs> but then they ended up worshipping it. They, they set fire to things as they left, including the children's playground, which seemed quite ironic because they were officially there because they didn't want children to get vaccinated. So they, they were for safety of children, but mainly needle-based. For too long, we have writhed under the thumb of big children. <laughs> exactly. And the best part is they had tinfoil hats, which sounds like I'm taking the piss out of conspiracy people. But no, because they started to get COVID, they convinced themselves that it was radiation weapons from Parliament. And so we're wearing tinfoil and the local uh, supermarket uh, sold out of tinfoil. And all these people walking around with tinfoil hats going, why are you teasing us for being crazy? So difficult, difficult satirical situation at that point. Almost entrapment, one would say. <laughs> But I've reviewed it and they, they overstayed their welcome. They burned down the kids' playground and they achieved nothing. Nothing actually happened. No MPs came to meet them from the government. So I, I'm going to give it two stars out of five just for the effort, just to acknowledge the effort of, of organizing and, and following through. But it's going to read like a four. I mean, it is hard. It is hard. I, I've, I've tried <laughs> to get people to come to my gigs before. So getting a bunch of people to form a commune, that's, that's some flyering skill. Well, Communes Against Communism uh, is, is an underappreciated charity. <laughs> and Tom Neenan, what have you brought in to review? Today I'm doing an album review, but it's, an, it's a review of a photo album that I found in my late grandmother's attic, <laughs> which we were doing some sorting and we found this one. And uh, I'll, I'll just give you the edited highlights. So my nan's photo album, uh, which I found in her loft. Um, so it, it starts strong with photos of, sort of men from the 50s. You know, they are white, they have pencil thin moustaches and they have real creamed hair, very much looking like the kind of people who in a movie would have refused service to Sidney Poitier. And <laughs> I'm gonna guess equally as racist. Then there's a big time jump. We jump straight away to the 80s and a wedding of two people who I have no idea who they are. Uh, never met them uh, and no idea who if they're connected to my family or not. They obviously big shoulder pads and big hair. And my favorite uh, image from this is a large group shot with uh, basically everyone from the wedding in it. And on the far left, a man has quite cheekily got his penis out, um, which <laughs> was, uh, was, loved, was, was a fun bit of a harmless jape uh, in the 80s. And in the 2020s, it's obviously a, a cancellable uh, piece of malfeasance. How times have changed for the better, question mark? Yes, full stop. That's what the new Doctor Who's going to be with this wokeness. It's just going to be Doctor exactly. Who going back in time, cancelling people for things that weren't offensive back then. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is going to get, he'll just get obliterated. And, you know, who could who could argue with that? The album ends on a, on a strange inclusion. This is genuine, uh, as all of them are, but this is just, it really struck me. It's a photo taken of my grandmother's television <laughs> on 9-11. <laughs> So it's 9-11. As the plane's hitting, she has taken a photo of her television and her handwritten caption just reads, a terrible day. 
Uh, so fair enough, she's not wrong. Uh, it's a thrilling piece of social uh, history and I'm going to give it nine out of 11. Never forget. Thank you, Nan. <laughs> I mean, I think that is so charming that she decided to have that photograph printed and annotated like everyone else yep. might not have recorded <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think there were cameras on that day. Yeah. <laughs> that day, Dan. I think I think we've got this covered. Tom, I have to apologise. I I doubted your grandmother um, <laughs> right up until you said what she wrote, <laughs> and then she wrote a caption. I was like, oh, where's this going? If the caption was just finally, then it yeah, <laughs> would not worried. Success. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's all the time we have for our review section because now it's time for space feminism news. This is the story that feminists have designed as a point of, um, I assume, sort of artistic pride, uh, a vulva-shaped spaceship, sick of uh, dong-shaped rockets um, penetrating our atmosphere. There has been this beautiful design. If you want to look at the pictures from this episode, Ted puts together a supplement that goes out on our Twitter at Hello Gargler's, and you can see everything that we have spoken about that's visual during the week, including uh, the flashlight that looks like the caterpillar from a bug's life. <laughs> but yes, this is the story, finally, a <laughs> in space that isn't a billionaire. Tom Neenan, <laughs> you look like a <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Tom Neenan, you look Hello. like an astronaut. Can you uh, unpack <laughs> this story for us? Certainly. Uh, I don't know which one of those is going to go out. I hope both so that we get to uh, see what I've put up with here. Um, I mean, it's all improv. It's all exactly. Improv, exactly. Man. We're just rolling with it. A spaceship that looks like a vulva, finally. Um, this has been designed by uh, Dr. Lucia um, Hartman, I believe. Uh, and it's not meant to be a sort of a functioning rocket right now. It's more as as the article sort of suggested, it's a bit of playfulness to suggest that not all rockets need to be phallic. They don't all need to be penetrating the Earth's atmosphere. They can embrace a, a more, I guess the word is pudendal um, approach, which I, I think is perfectly charming. I'm so sorry about this. Sorry, a portal has just opened up <laughs> next to me. And it's it goes to a 1970s nightclub where someone's doing some comedy. And I've just been handed a joke about this is it okay if i read it out is that okay? yes yes absolutely grab some of the carpet while you're there you can sell it you will do. <laughs> very sticky um so it just says um oh it's a spaceship that looks like a vagina unfortunately it couldn't take off because none of the male astronauts could find the ignition button so oh, that's the uh, that's our little nice. 1970s joke there about uh, about the the vulva shaped um spaceship what a lovely thing. What a good thing that, yeah, not everything needs to be uh, phallic. Well, also, yeah, rockets really do, though. Like, that's the thing. As, <laughs> as the woman in the room, I can I could say this unspeakable Finally. truth, which is that mm -hmm. that kind of is the shape that they need to be to do the thing that rockets do. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless, yeah, if you want to go through space travel via a portal, perhaps, the vagina of mm -hmm. rockets, um, you can you can do that. that that's a, that's yeah. a, a vaginal... Uh, sort of orifice that you can use for transport and perhaps we should explore uh, more tunnel-based mm. approaches to space. But tunnel. <laughs> just for now, I just want to make the point that while this is a very charming and funny little joke, um, mm. rockets do need to be shaped like what they <laughs> do because they do a similar thing to the thing that they're shaped like, which is and I thought you were to go feminist. forward really fast. Um, <laughs> that's how I assume sex happens, which is just 
men attach themselves to a piston <laughs> and fire themselves at their intended target. Penises do not need to be launched. <laughs> Penises don't need to be launched. Oh, God damn it. There goes my pattern for the crotch catapult. Just <laughs> flings your balls at somebody. Call it the uncle catapult. It just sounds like something an uncle does is get their <laughs> some sort of thing and get their balls out and just start launching them at people. I mean, I assume that the way that you would launch this vulva-shaped spaceship is just by lubricating it sufficiently that it slips off the surface of the earth. <laughs> James, uh, would you get, go up in, in a vulva-shaped spaceship? I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't... I don't know if that's a hill anyone should be dying on. Or, <laughs> I'm not getting in this rocket. It's, it's not Well, it's valid. structurally unsound. I think it's I, again. I think we need to return to the fact that this, this isn't this this isn't the hill to no, die look, on. Ellis, I, I tell jokes uh, sometimes. Uh, <laughs> mainly, mainly, I just listen to other comics and then chip in some spare time. But if a scientist said, "Get in the Volvo, we're going to space," I'd be like, "Oh yeah, all right." Probably a probably a ten minute set in that. But, you know, it's not... I mean, what we really need is some tachyon particles. <laughs> oh, look, if you told me that the Volvo was like not even a spaceship, just the Volvo was powered by tachyon particles, and you were a scientist, I'd, I'd probably believe you at this point. Interestingly, uh, in actual fact, tachyon particles are what they use to stick carpet to floors. <laughs> I like the fact that they said um, it's designed to reduce drag. And I thought that the whole point of drag was to make things look more feminine anyway. So I, I, I don't know what's going on here. In other space news, a comedian is planning on being shot into space. James Nokise, you're the sexiest man alive. Thank Tell you. us about Pete Davidson going to space. <laughs> well, thank you. It's, uh, it's, it's just nice to be noticed. Um, <laughs> I, look, Pete Davidson has been offered, and, and this is very Jeff Bezos. This is through Amazon. Um, they, they want to take him up in Bezos Space Company like they did with William Shatner, and then they got a little special Shatner in space up there. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing his will be called Big Cock, Big Sky or something like that. And <laughs> I just think, look, if you're Pete Davidson, don't do it. Like, not you. Send a comedian, but don't. It's a trap. All right? Look. I mean, it's clearly a trap set by Kanye West. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, everyone can see this. Like, all the billionaires are mates. Kanye's mates with Elon Musk. It just feels like the beginning of a dystopian sci-fi nightmare film where a TV comedian is launched into space and then it's just a revenge plot by... Kanye West. <laughs> it just seems like a terrible idea. Mm -hmm. If your ex knows billionaire. On the other hand, you do get to be the first comedian to make what's the deal with shuttle food jokes. <laughs> Apparently Pete Davidson's already dating a Martian. So uh, congratulations <laughs> to those guys. What a brave, weird thing. Do you think that basically he heard that they were making that vulva-shaped spaceship and that was what prompted him to want to go to space in the first place? <laughs> Good for him. What a weird life that guy has. Like, he just sort of seems to amble from amazing experience to amazing experience, seemingly not sort of trying to, you know, do anything. He's a bit like the Mr. Magoo of sort of incredible life experiences. And yeah, I've got to, I've got to respect the hustle there. But like you say, be careful, Pete. I just don't think someone who smokes that much weed should be in a <laughs> rocket. I just I don't think... I just don't like... Hey, I think Pete Davidson seems like a decent guy. I don't know him. But he also seems like the kind of dude who would definitely sneak a joint 
onto a spaceship to smoke yeah. in space. Like, <laughs> I'm no scientist, but that just mm. seems like a bad idea. Do the effects of both smoking weed and flying into space cancel each other out? So for Pete Davidson, will this experience be like getting on a number four bus or something? And it would just be the most sort of pedestrian, boring day. <laughs> so if you were fired into space, uh, willy or nilly, what would be the first joke you would say when you broke the atmosphere? I'd have to turn to the astronaut next to me and ask them to pull my finger. I just feel like, <laughs> like it's, a, it's a classic. It represents the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not, it's not, you know, it's one small joke for me, but it's one giant joke for comedian kind. <laughs> Tom? I'd, I'd probably just stand on space and go, oh, this place has less atmosphere than the crew comedy junction. Then the fact that there's no laughs after that are sort of quite fitting in a way. Yeah, I mean, the worst Zoom gig of all time. <laughs> Today's pullout section is a fitness and lifestyle special listing all of the things you can do to be beach body ready this spring and summer. Suggestions include taking your body and going to the beach, being at the beach going away from the beach after enjoying the beach. And if you don't have a body of your own, there's a whole grab bag of tips for raiding your local morgue or cemetery, including headstones make a terrible surfboard and how many abs can you collect and staple onto your Frankenstein? (laughs) Are you boys beach body ready? Just want to note this is one of those moments that I can say this as a female comedian and you could not say this to me as male comedians. I I always enjoy taking advantage of this window in history because 10 years Mm -hmm. ago... Wouldn't have worked. Wouldn't have been allowed to host a podcast. Ten years from now, it will just be sexual harassment in the workplace. But right mm-hmm. now, we're on the point where I can I can ask you a question like that and have it not be horrendous. Well, I'm proud to say I, I've got a, I've got a beach body, but it's a, a, a body that was found on the beach, having sort of become waterlogged, um, and the police are currently trying to investigate what the. Uh, the, the, the injury on the back of my head is that led to my untimely demise. So I'll keep you updated on that. Yeah, my, my two brothers, one is a scientist who does hikes through the New Zealand mountains uh, and is quite cut and built and is an international hockey player. And the other one's a rugby player in, in like Sydney who just shredded because he was bored during lockdown. And that just kind of takes the pressure off. I'm just sort of... <laughs> Letting my hair thin out, considering growing a beard, just like looking at cheesecake and going, yeah, I'll eat that at the beach. Like just take a cheesecake to the beach and just eat it going, ah, my brothers are hotter. I'm the funny one. Look, I just think you should treat your body not like a temple, just with some level of respect, like like a public toilet you know you're going to use again. That's the level I'm, I'm looking yeah. for in a beach body. <laughs> treat my body like a public toilet. That you're going to use again. is That's the important second. <laughs> Preferably piss out of it, not into it. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's, <laughs> let's not examine that metaphor too closely. <laughs> that brings us to the end of our show. Uh, we're flipping through the ads at the back. Uh, Tom Neenan, have you got anything to plug? As usual, all of the things that I uh, I would like to plug are happening way too far in the future to uh, be any relevance now. So I would just encourage people to follow me on Twitter, at T Neenan, where in good time I will be revealing all of the exciting things that I will be up to uh, then. If, you know, between now and the heat death of the universe, I promise I will do something with my career. That is my <laughs> promise to you. Oh, I would also say that I have a radio show called The Hauntoning, um, which, uh, while I think not available on iPlayer right now, you can order off of uh, Penguin Books Online, audiobooks. So if you like kind of creepy ghost stories with a modern uh, technological twist, then uh, maybe look up The Hauntoning and uh, download some of those, because I think they actually get paid for that. Wouldn't that be amazing? Um, So do check those out. 
and James Nakise, what have you got to plug? Well, people can uh, follow me on, on Twitter at, at James Nakise, which will be tagged in this, I think. Uh, as always, I have my mental health podcast, uh, which I've not done any new episodes for, but uh, has been quite helpful to people during the pandemic. We, we don't have anything on the start of World War III. We, we don't really anticipate that as being a need for society when we start a mental health podcast. Um, but we do have some stuff on uh, living in the in the pandemic phase. It's called eating fried chicken in the shower, <laughs> which you know is just it's just a good thing to practice if you want to get that beach body ready for summer. <laughs> and I'm Alice Fraser. You can find me online on Twitter and Instagram at alliterative, A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E, or follow me on patreon.com slash alicefraser. That's a one-stop shop for all of my stand-up specials, podcasts, and blogs, as well as my weekly Tea with Alice salons, where we sit in Zoom and have a bit of a chat. And I'm on tour. I'm doing my show Kronos at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, at the Perth International Comedy Festival, at the Sydney International Comedy Festival. Then I will be in London doing uh, previews and spots and shows all over the place and around the country, including Wales on the 9th. 19th of July, uh, which I've just confirmed I'll be doing that gig. Last time I was in Swansea, I got bed bugs uh, with your wife, James Nokese. <laughs> we both got bed bugs, so uh, it, Swansea will have to redeem itself. And after that, I'll be in Edinburgh and then in the wind. But find that all out on Twitter or by following me on Patreon. There's no other way to find out what I'm doing at all, ever, unless you ask me directly. Ask me, why not? This is a Bugle Podcast and Alice Fraser production. Your editor is Ped Hunter. Your executive producer is Chris Skinner. I'll talk to you again next week. You can listen to other programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post, Tiny Revolutions and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com